back to Let's Finally Watch It. I am Lauren Blair Donovan. And I am Clark Canez. And this is Lady Grimaldi or Grimmy or Grim. And today we are watching When Harry Met Sally, which I have actually seen, but you have not. Yes, exactly. This is, um, I mean, it's, it's one of those, I know a lot about it. I've been to Katz's Deli where oh, the okay. infamous orgasm, uh, scene. orgasm <laughs> scene is. Oh, is that what she's doing? I'll have what she's having. Oh shit. Oh, I thought I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. I no, didn't. I'm just oh, kidding. No. no, I knew. Oh, I knew that God. was an orgasm. That act, you, that you're a yeah. good actor. That actually like fooled me. I was like, <laughs> so I knew, I was like, Oh no, he really could know that something infamous <laughs> happened there. Like I'll have what she's having. But then well, because, fine. Well, no, when you go into Katz's Deli, though, they have, like, uh, a sign on top of the ceiling. And mm. it points, like, this is where this actually happened. Maybe we could put that in the socials or whatever. Cool. But That's yeah, cool. Yeah, and so... Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I went there one time. I was at DCM or whatever. Uh, the Del Close Marathon, which is... Improv comedy. Improv. Hi. <laughs> yeah, we went there. And, yeah, so I saw where that was and, and everything. And everyone was, like, taking pictures. It was lost on you. It was was totally lost lost on on you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, okay. So what are your thoughts? Because we're recording everything before one or both of us, depending on what the movie is, has seen it. Like, what are your blind thoughts on the movie? What do you think you're in for? I guess let's start there. What do you think you're in for? So, okay. I I haven't done, like, any research on it. So, yes. Exactly. Which is what we're supposed to be doing. I... I feel like it's a friendship relationship that lasts like a long, like decades or something, right? Mm-hmm. Or I don't well, know. I can't, I'm not going to confirm okay, or okay, deny okay, until, we, until okay. we watch. I'm going to play it. Have a good poker face. But okay. a friendship or a relationship. A relationship that okay. lasts like multiple years or something. And mayhem ensues. That's right. like all I, I really know about it. I know like other rom-coms from the period... That I haven't seen, though. Sure. Um, so I'm guessing that's what it is. I'm guessing it's funny. Yeah. I, uh, I'll I mean, confirm that. It's pretty okay. funny. Yeah. Uh, I love Billy Crystal and um, and Meg Ryan. It's Meg Ryan, right? Yes, yes, yes. Whew, I would have found Oh, you're a Star Wars possible. nerd. Do you know who else is in it? Um, Harrison Ford? No. But Carrie Ka- Fisher. Fisher. Yeah, oh, Carrie Fisher. You know that's what? actually how I know her. Cause funny. Yeah, yeah. I know her, f- uh, well, also from The Burbs, which is a... Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, it's a Tom Hanks scary I'll movie, to but <laughs> oh, I love Carrie Fisher. I love her. Yeah, I love her outside of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, she just has this no nonsense uh, yeah. attitude. Oh, I love her so much. Oh, I'm so excited. Then I'm actually yeah. okay. Now, now yeah. that I know that, like that kind of raises it a few levels for me for sure definitely see that makes me so happy though because i know you're already excited to see the movie but like she has a pretty good like her and another character i forget the actor's name offhand um they are the next characters behind Mm -hmm. meg ryan and and billy crystal so like she has a pretty substantial role it's not like a walk-on yeah she's in it Right. So. And yeah, I I, I love all uh, all three of those actors. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. He wow. directed it. Okay. 
I think. I yeah, Robert. he either directed or wrote it. It's I have to look up because I feel like Nora Ephron is involved too. I can't imagine she's not. Yeah, but he's a really big part too. So I need to look mm. up. I need to do research, even though I've seen this film a yeah, million times, sure. just to get my facts straight. I'm queen of like knowing the neighborhood we're in, but not knowing the streets, like when it sure. comes to like trivia. So, yeah. um, but like, okay, so you're pretty excited to watch it. I'm like, very excited. This yeah. isn't a kicking and screaming. Oh no. And you know what? Again, I'm a lot more open-minded than I used to be. Sure. But there are, I mean, I know there's some movies on our list where I'm like, I'm not actively looking forward. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I will watch it and I will have an open mind, but I'm not like, oh, I can't wait to knock this off my list. But this doesn't sound like one of those. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, this definitely, I, I get what the hubbub is Mm -hmm. about it. There's a reason why it's a classic and there's a reason why people still talk about it to this day. Like that's. I think it's a good thesis of the movie, which I have a lot of trivia on, actually, and I cannot wait for you to watch it because I cannot share it until you know the movie. Um, but the, the, the thesis of it is such a water cooler topic that I think people sure. still debate today. This movie is probably close to 30 years old, I think, or if not over, maybe. I think it came out in the late 80s, actually, yeah, so I can't do math, maybe. but that's yeah. over 30 now, Jesus. But it's like, uh, it's also... Yeah, like I think it's aged fine. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. think it's too. There's probably some moments, but I don't yeah, think it's like. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. I'm almost like, oh no, am I jinxing us? And it's just, uh, it's an enjoyable movie. That's right. that's witty. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. just frothy, in yeah, my okay. opinion. Sure. So um, I'm excited because I think you're right. It's like you've heard of it because of the I have what she, I'll have what she's having. But I feel like there's even other things that are just so in culture about Mm -hmm. this movie. Right. And there's even, I'm not going to give it away, but there's even like a a little bit of a, it's not a plot telling device, but a little bit of a vignette within the movie that they keep recalling that is very parodied in other things. Oh, sure. Including with my puppet project. I have a whole sketch list that some I perform, some are good to go. So like, this is like a cultural phenomenon of a movie, which is why out of all the rom-coms or teen dramas, which can kind of be one in the same, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is the first one that you have not seen that should be on the list. I think it's probably the most culturally significant. Right. I definitely, if it was on TV at one time, like I probably would have watched it, but just, you know, it's the, it's the roll of the dice. Yeah. Wait, when did you see it then? I think I saw it in high school. Okay. I think my friend Casey, who you met, who was out here earlier this year visiting, my lifelong friend, I think she's the one that suggested it to me. I don't fully remember watching it for the first time, but I feel like she was involved, and I really liked it, okay. like, from the jump. Yeah. It's okay. definitely yeah. a staple. I, w- I would put it in one of my top 20 favorite movies. Oh. I don't know where okay. exactly well, it would be, but it's something I've watched a lot over the years. It's pretty high. That's pretty yeah. high, yeah. So. It's a very okay. lovable movie. So. Okay, good. I'm glad. Okay. Maybe there's a few gender things we'll talk about now that I'm like cooking. <laughs> yeah, I could see. I could see. There's a little bit of the neurotic woman that you know I'm not really down with in the in the the 2022 lens, sure. if you will. But um, besides that, I would say it's aged probably pretty. Well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, maybe it's maniacal. Like it's just like a crazy movie, and like, I don't think like, that's okay. <laughs> what it's okay. gonna be. Okay, I feel like but I've yeah. seen it more recently for yeah. that to be the case. But uh, it, it'll be. I think it'll be enjoyable whether it becomes one of your favorite movies or not. Okay, sure. 
And, so. and I'll leave it open. You know, I might hate it, uh, yes. but I but I feel like I, uh, I feel you'll I'm like feel, it. I feel okay. good about this. Every guy this. I know loves this movie. Okay, interesting. And they usually say Billy Crystal's the man. Like I've heard that verbatim. Like, yeah, I love Billy Crystal. He's the man. Of course, I love when Harry met Sally. And sure. you just talked about how you like Billy Crystal a oh, lot. Of course, yeah. So I feel like you're you're gonna like it fine, mm-hmm. even if it's not like an instant favorite. Right. Okay, I'd be very yeah. shocked if you hated it. I think. Okay. Okay. And I'll 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 take that and. Yeah, challenge accepted. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, keep watching us. Yes. Keep listening to us because so, we're going to come right, right back. Yeah, we're going to watch it. Um, yeah, and we'll see. How like in we'll real talk. time, we'll be back in a week. But in podcast time, we'll in be back in 30 seconds. 30 seconds. And uh, you'll hear how Clark uh, likes the movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> it might be completely different. Though. Total tone shift. Total yes. tone shift. Oh, what the heck? Are, okay. <laughs> what the heck are you getting me to watch here? Um, yeah. Well, thank and then you. he murdered Blair. <laughs> yes. Okay. Be back in a bit. Bye. Bye. All right. And we are back having both having seen When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> yes, we did see it. I, fi- I, I finally saw it. Yes, I have seen it a million times. I've already seen it. So I finally got to it personally. So I'm seeing it with fresh eyes, which... Yes. And I'm seeing it with older, more mature eyes. <laughs> right. I don't yes. think I've seen it in the past five years because I think if I had, I would have... I still like it. Mm-hmm. I have a few more complaints to lodge, though, having sure. seen it again. I think we're, we've done a really good job of not discussing the movies we've seen so far. It's been kind of killing it's us. It's hard. Because we hang out all the time, too. Yes. And we reference stuff. So this has been, this is a challenge. <laughs> I know. I know. Because, like, we, we, so, like, we watched. We watched When Harry yes. Met Sally and Avatar together, which is coming up. Spoiler alert. Yeah, like, spoiler, stay tuned. Yeah. But so, yeah, I still like it, but we're going to, I imagine our complaints are similar. What were your overall thoughts, though? So any Nora Ephron movie or uh, written uh, anything, it does not pass the Bechdel test at at all. (laughs) Not even close. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think that's always been my problem with. Romantic comedies, not to say I don't like romantic comedies. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, definitely that. And I'm not sure if that argument is necessarily relevant. The or... f- can men and women be friends? Exactly. That That's the whole thesis of the... Yeah, that drives me nuts. I have to admit, even when I saw it as like a 17-year-old, mm-hmm. I was like, I have so many friends that are guys sure. that I would never date. And I'm never going to change my mind about it. And right. I... It is, yeah. We'll we'll divide and conquer, but I right. I agree. It's uh, a little outdated. I I I think so too. I think also just it's very heteronormative as well. Oh, that's true I mean, too. just yes. Yes. wildly, which I uh, you know I, I get it. It's you know it's definitely a very eighties right movie and stuff. And um, but there wasn't any. I, I'm not going to say the, the movie. I, I'm going to say the movie was not homophobic at all. It just didn't broach any of those subjects. But It was it kind exclusive of like, to hetero yes. men and women and probably cis men and women yes. at that. <laughs> I don't right. even think that was yes. on their radar. So, um, yeah. Which, yeah, I, I, which I'm, I'm, you know, I'm obviously looking at it in a 2022 yeah, lens. lens. So, like, um, but I, but I, I do, I do find that that argument is, yeah, it's just kind of like, 
it, it reduces people's relationships to being either romantic or or like I, I don't know it's, it's just really weird like um i i don't know in in my i mean you know me like i mean we're all friends your friends are women like yeah. your birthday was all women yes except for your brother yes and a girl that brought a guy that she may or may not be dating but you kind of right. know him too yes yeah exactly everyone so, else was yeah right right yes. yeah and i kind of don't um no, I mean, not to say, like, I have plenty of, of, of men, uh, male friends, but, like, I don't really, like, I'm not going to discount, I'm not going to be like, well, this is a woman. I think it's because I grew up with women's, but, but I mean, that's, like, my personal thing, but I think overall, like, that's my personal experience, but I think with this, there is a case to be made on the other side as well, I, and I do understand that. Uh, Especially be- 30 years ago, because right. I don't think men and women... Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think men and women had as many platonic friendships as they do now. Right, exactly. I think that's been more normalized, at least. Yes, right. And I, I do think it's sort of not as much of a, an issue, but I do understand. I mean, I've had jealous girlfriends, so I also understand. Oh, I've been the recipient of jealous girlfriends. Like, my guy friends' yes. girlfriends would hate me before they even met me right? because which I don't understand. I'm not a jealous person. I have other issues, but I'm not a jealous person and you're kind of innocent till proven guilty or if I have a reason to be like, Hey, what's up with that? But Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Exactly. I mean, and so I feel like in those cases, I don't think it's either right or wrong. I think it really is a case by case basis. We'll, we'll get to it. I just wanted to get that. I mean, that was the main. I mean, what <laughs> well, it what is the you, main thesis. It's yeah. the main thesis of it. I think it's an interesting thing, and I imagine I, there's a reason why it's so popular still. You know, like I do yeah. hear about it. It is a definitive rom com. Mm-hmm. It's a classic for a reason. Both of the main characters have some really good zingers. Yeah, and have some perspectives that change or they don't, but they have clearly defined point of views. And I think that's sometimes half the battle with any movie or television show, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you know who the characters are, it's going to be communicable. Sure. Whether you agree with their point of view or not, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, it's a well done movie, but it is a little dated. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a little dated. But shockingly, not like horribly offensive. No. Like it's no. it's really not. There's just little offensive. micro stuff here and there. It's like exactly. for instance, my number one note that I put at the top, mm-hmm. which meant it was the first note, uh, was that Billy Crystal is mansplaining everything oh. to Meg Ryan, and he's not even a prick about it. But that's what a lot of men out there need to know about mansplaining. I think a lot of men think. Well, if I don't actually actively look down on women and I think women are smart, therefore I cannot mansplain at all. But that's not the truth. A lot of men mean well and they still tell me how to like look up directions somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard of Google. Like I know, (laughs) you know, exactly. And they don't, they think they're being helpful. You know, Billy Crystal was a little worse than that because he thought he had life figured out and was like teaching Meg Ryan about life like that. Within the first five minutes, I wrote that note. I'm like, oh, he is very mansplaining. But you know what? Like, so I chalked that up um, because I I wrote that uh, too. And he was so, (laughs) I mean, he was so obnoxious. But I think that is a classic college um, mindset. Like, I'm completely right. I... 
Especially you know, a man in college in like, yes. what was it, the 70s, the mid or late 70s? Right, yeah. exactly. So, hell yeah. <laughs> so he, I, he completely exudes that sureness that, that, you know, a lot of people at that age have. And, yeah, especially um, men. Right. Especially men. Yes. <laughs> but also, okay, I was like really confused about their relationship in particular, like being comfortable. I, I could not, so... We'll get into the plot, I guess. But, yes, like, yeah. he he gets a ride with Meg. A Ryan, stranger. <laughs> with a stranger. Through his girlfriend. Who's like, her friend. Right. And I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, even as a, a man, maybe this is my old-fashionedness. Yeah. But, like, I, I'm like, I don't know this person. I know that's so vulnerable to be on, like, a... 18 hour road trip with a stranger of Why? any gender of, of any, any gender, gender. <laughs> any human any. being not my idea of a good time like i would have made a little bit of time to meet up hey let's all because right, okay right. so like it's harry's girlfriend that yes. gets sally to drive harry to new york from chicago and, and she had no issue with it. She wasn't jealous. She wasn't. I mean, Meg Ryan's a snack. Like she's beautiful, oh. and yes, like and yeah, peak Meg Ryanness, if you will. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, drive with my. Which I guess is very evolved of her. Yes, and I'm not even making because again, I'm not a jealous person. I wouldn't think that way. Right. But for the '80s, that feels kind of rare. Right. So I do appreciate the girlfriend being open-minded. <laughs> so when I was marinating on it, I was thinking like this was a, a thing that Harry had with his, uh, a yeah. debate that he had with his girlfriend. And I do think that there may have been some of that coloring, that conversation that he had with Sally on the way there. And mm-hmm. I really think that it's so, what a start to any friendship. Right. And and it's no wonder it took them forever to be actual friends right that's borderline traumatic oh exactly <laughs> and i totally get like not talking to that person or like yeah that person which well yeah, especially that I age feel. hell at any age you also meet so many people that you might do defining things with like mm-hmm. anything in college a road trip whatever people at your first job you don't talk to them for five years after you see them last. Like not everyone stays in your life. So no, I'm not like that. I think when I was younger, I'm like, but they knew each other in the city. Why couldn't they be friends? And now as an adult, I'm like, I get it. There's so many people I meet that I never see again, whether I like them or not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it just happens. It's just the way the flow of time. I mean, obviously they had a contentious ride, so they bickered quite a bit and disagreed on almost everything. Right. And And he talked down to her the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you know what? This is New York in the 70s. Like, it was probably easy to find other, yeah, pretty cool people. Probably. Yeah. Better than New York now. It's all H&M's everywhere. (laughs) Exactly. I'm trying to imagine... Billy Crystal or Meg Ryan going to like a punk club in the they 70s. They weren't going to CBGBs. Oh, There's no, no they way were. either of those were. <laughs> but I think it would be so funny. I, and it's I, such a waste because it was the peak era that they could have been going. Right, <laughs> Late right. Late 70s, early 80s. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I would have killed to. Me too. Literally killed. Literally murdered to go yes, back. Yes, exactly. I mean, like a random person. Not, not somebody like super close, but. Especially if I got somebody. word that they were bad. Right. If they're yeah. a little bit. It, yeah. Very Robin Hood, kind of, you know? Exactly. Kill someone so I can go watch Sonic Youth debut at CBG. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I don't know why. I, I think I had a literal dream with Billy Crystal at a, like, a punk club or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, because I, I think it was because I was thinking about, like, John Belushi was such a big punk fan. Uh-huh. I'm not a big John Belushi fan, but, like, uh, in Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. he would have, like, punk bands come on and yeah. stuff like that. So I thought maybe, like, oh, that would have been 
a weird random thing about him. But if you have like a bad situation with somebody and five years later, it's probably a story that you tell people and it gets worse and worse. So like, sure. So like, I don't know if you have any of the, like, you know, you just start adding, or you start in the most simplest way. They almost lose their humanity. Like when it first happens, like he seemed nice enough but he told me that I've never had good sex because that's literally what he argued with her about. Right, and then right. as time went on, when they saw each other again at the airport when she's with her boyfriend Joe, who he happens to know, mm-hmm. she does have a pretty pronounced reaction five years later where she's like, that was exactly. the most miserable ride. Thank God he didn't recognize me. Right. You know, it was pretty like nuts and bolts. This mm-hmm. is what happened versus like, this is nuts and bolts. But maybe he's not so bad. Yeah. As time goes on, people become cartoon villains. Right. Yeah. And I do think that that's kind of what happened with their relationship. But I do think that it is really interesting that, you know, we're seeing like different points in, in their lives. Yeah. Intersecting. And I, do, and I do think it is kind of interesting to see people giving people a second chance. Understanding that, you know, when I... You were a different. Per- I mean, because I, con- I do think that people are always constantly changing or should. Absolutely. Should. I'm not saying everybody does, but like, um, and I, and I do think that they are examples of people who have changed. That was literally my second. No, Mm -hmm. I said, I like that both change their point of views because that's life. They both become more flexible about if men and women can be friends. Like that was something he kind of caved on after he got divorced. And then she changed her mind about who, which man she would end up with in Casablanca, which I still haven't seen. That should be on our list. if It's not. So, um, I only halfway understand this reference, but again, yes. Casablanca is kind of pretty in culture, so I kind of get it. But, uh, yeah. you know, she changed her mind. She was like, I never said that. I wouldn't say that. But right. she, five, no, 11 years later, uh, did feel differently about who she, so I mean, like, I like that they weren't stagnant mm-hmm. caricatures throughout the entire movie. Right, because there are plenty, plenty, plenty of things where I have to double back on it. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure, that's life. Yeah. And stuff. So I do think that that obviously, you know, in a storytelling thing, like it has to like progress like that. And yeah, so I, I, I think that that's a good message. I like that. Yeah, because like flexibility is good. It's good to have boundaries. It's good to know what you stand for. But it's also good to know that people change and you will too. And you have to adjust accordingly or pivot accordingly. Right. So I think that's a huge life lesson for sure. Yeah. And... uh no. Oh, Carrie Fisher. I, I yeah. just love Carrie Fisher. I'm sorry. She's so she's the only um I mean it's the married men's fault for cheating, so I don't want to like woman bash, but mm-hmm. she's the only other woman that like in any piece of media mm-hmm. that I am like, you're just so adorable. Oh my you god. You poor sweet thing. Cause like the way she approached the character, like she's not salacious. She's mm-hmm. not over the top sexy vixen trying to steal people's husbands like she's just a girl just a woman and she's she knows that they're not really gonna leave um their wives yeah and she's like i know i know you're right you're right but she does on some level hope there is magical thinking which even if like hopefully most people don't cheat or help people cheat but i think most people with dating have magical thinking this person will finally like me This person will finally do the big gesture, like even with emotionally available guys in theory, like not just married guys. Like, I think that's so relatable. Mm -hmm. And then they gave her love with an emotionally available guy in a kind of unexpected way that like it kind of, they buried the lead with that. It wasn't like, oh, they're going to clearly end up together, her and Billy Crystal's friend. 
Oh, exactly. I when I actually I was I was surprised by that because he seemed cool. like adult. He seemed kind of like a dope, yeah. but then he revealed that oh I'm a writer, and yeah. I was like oh, I actually I don't know maybe I missed it before that, but that he was a writer. Oh, I guess I don't know. I, don't I mean know. I might have missed that part. Either but. which way though, you're not. You just tapped into something kind of interesting though that I didn't really think about because so many rom coms have the trope of the main characters are capital IT it and then their friends are kind of losers. Exactly. And they did sort of feed into that with her messing around with a married man and then him just being kind of a, like he was one, whether they said he was a writer or not, it's almost like who cares? Mm -hmm. He uh, was there to support Billy Crystal. So for them to have a huge happy ending plot point, Mm -hmm. pretty like halfway through the movie and building upon at that is a way of breaking a rom-com trope that was right. actually very yeah. well done. I think that that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, why not? Um, and what, what, it was uh, played by Bruno Kirby, which he was also in City Slickers. Have you, have you seen that one? I saw it when I was like eight, okay. but I don't remember it. So we might as well put it on the list. Okay, I just know well that it was Billy Crystal, two dudes that I know now know as Bruno Kirby was one of them. May yeah. he rest. I found out he died actually yes, researching he, this. I yeah. had no idea. And um, there was a guy named Curly, and I feel like the sequel was about Curly's gold, but Curly yes. was dead. So that's all I know about City of Slickers, so my memory clear. And I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal is the kid. I found that out at some point. Holy schnitzels, Like really? his son or something. Oh. Okay. In one of the wow. movies. Maybe both. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think there's only two. Yeah, Jack Palance plays uh, Curly, and... Um, yeah, and I forgot. I think it might be John Lovitz or Wayne Knight. I can't remember. It's one of those two people. They're that's so different yet third. so similar. I know. Like, I don't they even know which very... one to attach to. <laughs> I feel bad lumping those two people together, but, you know. I, I, I get it, though. I get it. I get it. And they were both around a lot for yeah. probably similar roles in right. the 90s. Right. So exactly. you're not wrong, uh, even if you are wrong yeah. and it's someone else. But, yeah. Yeah. And and also I also going back to the Casablanca thing, I'm like, oh my god, I feel like some of our movies are are going to be spoiled for you in you know in by watching. Well, movies, actually, so in um this movie, I wrote down somewhere that there's a Wizard of Oz reference, which is another one of our first oh. movies. They have in the when he's window shopping, or maybe she is, I forget, there's uh, figurines. Mm-hmm. And even in Avatar, there was some kind of reference. The, I forget. We're not in Kansas anymore. Yes. And I, even, and I hadn't seen Wizard of mm-hmm. Oz yet, and I knew that. So we're, we're on a Wizard of Oz theming. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. There's, I, it's amazing how much other movies reference other movies. Right. And this project, three movies in, it's already uh, like intertwining. Is wild to me, like for yeah. sure. Yeah, I wouldn't have imagined. I I didn't yeah. think of that, but yeah. What I really love about this movie, and I think part of why I always go back to it, is they have such good visual humor in it, right. which I think is kind of a lost art. It doesn't not exist anymore, but like comedy, especially in movies right now, is borderline not a thing because everyone's all about well, Marvel reboots. And maybe some random artsy stuff, but like yeah. there's no dumb and dumber coming no, out or being no. produced currently. So we're, we're, we're going to start the comeback. Okay. We're going to, mm-hmm. I will, I will do it if I have to. Okay. I'll happily accept, but visual humor, I feel like it past the Y2K days, it was almost non-existent unless it was gross out. Like that became so popular or like scandalized humor, blue humor, or which uncomfortable. 
Yeah, which has its place and I'm not mad at, but I love when people use optics to tell a joke because they had at the people walker on the airport when they're deciding not to get dinner in whatever city that they're in. And then they're just standing awkwardly. He's like, I'll let you go ahead. So you can, you know, uh, and then when uh, he's telling um, Bruno Kirby's character that he, he's getting divorced, he's in the middle of this heartbreaking story about Mm -hmm. how his wife kind of played him. And then they do the wave without missing a beat in the middle of like Billy Crystal's worst story of his life. Mm -hmm. And they're not even blinking. They're not even like referencing it. And it's just kind of like brilliant, you know? Mm -hmm. And then do I have anything else? Oh, just when Meg Ryan is doing anything in public, whether it's screaming, I had good sex or faking the orgasm. It's like you see the people turning around to look at her. Yeah. And that's a real thing. That's part of what it's funny enough to say something embarrassing or do something embarrassing, but to have people's reaction, it just gives it more texture. Exactly. So, yeah. And I, and I think that that, yeah, absolutely. That's timeless. No matter what's outdated about this movie. I mean, because that's like one of the, the, the only things that I did know about the movie was the whole, you know. I'll have what she's having. What she's having scene. (laughs) Yeah. As I said, I've seen that place Mm -hmm. in, in Katz's Dally and, um, so like um it oh, I will note that was so much longer than I thought it would be. Yeah, you Holy did say that shit. Much. I was like I was expecting I mean cuz like I've seen clips of it. Maybe I'm remembering the trailer which is insane, but I might I, I But know. it makes sense that they wouldn't show the whole scene oh. cuz you have to see the movie for that. So right. it makes sense that they would only like kind of like, do like one or two of the yeses yes. and then you get the point you know so it, yeah it's a long ass scene it's it like 45 like, seconds right and it felt like five minutes yeah i mean just because the uncomfortability factor i mean i'm like because like i i think you start imagining what that would be like what that would um how you would have to deal with somebody doing that in your party <laughs> i would be like i'm gonna leave i yeah yeah that's uh <laughs> that was psychotic. I don't even know what to say to that. That was yeah. psychotic. That was legit yep. psychotic. But like, I have to give Meg Ryan so much props because her commitment to that. Oh, it must have yeah. been really hard to do, and they probably had to do multiple takes, and that just would have been right. annoying as an actress at a certain point I and know. vulnerable, especially in the eighties. Because now we have things called like intimacy coordinators. Not that that's oh, a sex I, scene, yeah. but like, there's people that help. um block and choreograph sex scenes now which that's not what this is but they also help be kind of like a vessel for anyone's uncomfortability they're kind of the go-between between the directors so no one gets uncomfortable if they have to show more nudity or do something like fake an orgasm so she did this in the 80s kind of on blind faith that it would yeah. work out like i don't think anybody that job did not exist to like have someone vouch for her needs and comfortability on set. For sure. So, I mean, the more I watch that, the more I'm like, that's impressive. Cause I don't, I, I can yeah. commit to a bit, but mm, I might struggle with that. I'm not. Oh say. yeah. I mean, and then it's like, <laughs> it's not, I mean like there's the reality of you being in a room full of people yeah. and you know, obviously, but you know, yeah. And then you start getting in your head about it. At, and yeah. Rob Reiner's mom is the one that said, I'll have what she's having. Oh, my God. So it's like a family affair that you're having a fake oh, orgasm wow. in front of the director's mom. Like, there's just wow. layers to it that I yeah. think is hilarious. And 
Oh, I think it's yeah. iconic for a reason. So go, go yeah. Meg. <laughs> it does show, you know, yeah, Meg Ryan's character mm-hmm. is not going to back down from a fight, and I, yeah, and I ultimately think that is the thing that ends up solidifying their relationship because it is like. Oh, she's not, she's opinionated and, and like, yes. Yeah. And I think that's part of the attraction. I think I would not, I don't know if I wrote it down, but when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty fleshed out female character for its time. Oh, absolutely. We'll go into her neuroses and how Bill and Crystal treated that in a second. Mm -hmm. All right. But the end of the day she had a clear point of view she even said with the whole joe breakup that she felt fine about it Mm -hmm. they wanted the same things in the beginning like she was a 25 year old or 26 year old when they got together and she in the 80s was not dying to get married Mm -hmm. they were working on their careers right she has opinions on like art and culture and movies Mm -hmm. and she has boundaries right that's amazing for that time. Exactly. And this is I and I also think that it it was probably timely for that mm-hmm. because this is the rise we have to remember this is the rise of the yuppie era. <laughs> this is the yuppie Yeah. Like this is the Reagan years. Yes, <laughs> exactly. These are when young urban professionals are making their way into the cities. And, it, and it's weird because like I was like trying, I couldn't remember the word yuppie. I hadn't used it in so long. Well, yeah, it's um, kind of a dated word It's now. a dated word. What is, what do people I've, use I haven't now? heard that in a while. <laughs> I guess young people are rarely professional now because uh, economic, uh, <laughs> yeah, economic outlooks. But I, I, I do feel like it, it, yeah, it's a good time capsule in that way. And yeah, yeah. and I and I I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that um yeah, that characterization. And they showed yeah. that she was sexual too cuz too mm-hmm. often there's a Madonna or a whore complex with old school right. females. And she again had her boundaries and she wasn't sleeping around with everyone, which is valid. It's not a it's neutral. Like exactly. if that's what who yeah. she is, that's who she yeah, is. You know. But then with that orgasm scene, that was intense. That was loud. Yeah. That's what people would call a screamer. So right. for th- had this uptight quote unquote yeah. uh, archetype in some ways. Oh no, she's fun. She can let her hair down. Mm-hmm. So like pretty well rounded. Yeah, exactly. And um this was a character also it was almost like it was written like the character was Written by a man, but I guess not. I think like, no. I think Nora Ephron. No, I yeah. but, no, I know. And I think I, she put parts of herself in that too. I read yeah. like or like I forget, but she oh. melded a few things with her from experiences and stuff like that. Right. I th- I think it was great that she had the wherewithal to do that. I mean, of of course, I think. I think the ending kind of betrays it a little. I have trivia on that. Okay. This is what I've been saving. Oh actually. my God. Oh I've been my God. I'm this ready. For like two okay. weeks now. Initially, they were not going to get together. Oh, okay. But Rob Reiner, the director, fell in love with his now wife while filming the movie. And it softened his heart. And I, I mean, I know Nora Ephron wrote it, so I don't know how they uh let it evolve if you will like in real time like i don't know what those that looked like but allegedly they were not supposed to get together but rob reiner started seeing the world in rose-colored love glasses and like lolita style heart glasses and wanted them to get together and that's why they ended up together oh my goodness yep that is interesting 
like I, life imitating or art imitating life i guess right yeah i get it but like i also think that that's kind of selfish so i i get the sentiment yes. it is sweet it's cute and some friends do fall in love but i'm trying to think though if i have ever been to someone's wedding or even witnessed a really passionate breakup of any two friends that got together I understand meeting each other through friends and being acquaintances first, but I don't, I'm a big believer that there's an energy there or there isn't. Right. I have, like you, I've been around men my whole life. I've always had good guy friends. Guys are not a mystery to me. Like everywhere I live, I end up with a very small handful of close girlfriends Mm -hmm. and then a handful of close guy friends. And then almost everyone else in my life is guys. Sure. So, for me, this, of course, men and women can be friends. I don't mm-hmm. have crushes on my friends. Mm-hmm. I, it's not um, Ross and Rachel. That would be torturous. Right, exactly, like, that would yeah. be tor- And then to keep it on the friends reference, I could never just sleep with one of my friends, like Monica and Chandler, and then realize they're who I'm looking for this whole time. Sure. Yeah. Like, the friend zone to me is real, not in the sense of, like, I delegate you in the friend zone, but more like mm-hmm. if that energy didn't happen, even if I liked you at first, it moved away. Like, I got over sure, it because right. that's how we became friends. Right. Or I never liked you to begin with, and whatever was going on on your side of the street sure. was going on in your side. But we figured it out. It's not – we are not going to go back. Like – you don't create a chemistry out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Like for me, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, I'm, I'm a little different, but okay. like I, I'm, I'm, sure. but sure. I also don't date because of that. I also, I'm wary of getting into relationships with anyone. So like, even yeah. if I do have a crush, that's usually a sign that that person is going to potentially break furniture during a fight. Based um, on what you've told me about your past exes i do believe you <laughs> yeah so i'm 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 not good at picking them and my gut feelings are usually bad so i but um i usually i mean that's why i kind of like try to get to know people not to say like i haven't sure. had an instant spark with sure. people when i meet someone especially like in a weird situation yeah. or whatever like like traveling like, across the country with someone yeah yeah <laughs> like i don't I don't initially go to the romantic part. Like, right, I, I mean, right. that's a definition of yeah. demisexual. Um, right. Like, I just kind of like... But, I mean, I, I know that that's, like, a real weird one. Um, I don't think it's that weird. Part. I think it's more in the mainstream now. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Be. Yeah. And I didn't know that that's what I was until recently. Until right. I Vocabulary is important. Yeah. It's yeah. really important. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're not demisexual, so that's correct. You, I should rephrase that because some people 100% need, you know, I'm not demisexual, but at the same token, if someone's mean or if someone opens up their mouth and is stupid, attraction over. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, so like I, I'm not sure. someone that can just be superficial about my romantic life entirely. So I'm like kind of somewhere in between, I think, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the baseline most people experience sexuality and demisexual because there's just, I don't know. I don't like everyone, but I'm not demisexual either. You're right, though. I think for most people, I don't know people who have were friends for. A th- Actually, you know what? The ones I know that were friends first got divorced. That's inter. Okay. Yeah, I have two examples of um, hetero couples that were friends for a year give or take, dated for a year, lived together for a year, were engaged for a year. And then after they got married, one couple separated six weeks after they got married wow. and the other six months. 
after. So I think if you do things right, textbook, really do your due diligence, Mm -hmm. know people in different situations, you could still get divorced. Like, I don't think there's any perfect anything. And I think sometimes when people have whirlwind romances, maybe it's because their instincts are telling them something that will factually catch up with them. I don't know. I, I think that also, I also think that might be, I'm not going to, diagnose anyone here but i do think that during their friendship or whatever or even their courtship a lot of the particulars don't come out until you i I think frankly live with someone and in both cases i'm not gonna sell out my friends but in both cases boy were one of the partners in each situation hiding something that came out after they got married right yeah and that's yeah like, I mean, big. If people want to... And that was after four plus years of knowing That's, someone. Oh, wow. And maybe two of living together. So if people want to hide stuff. Hey, the BTK man, the, the killer, oh, bind, yeah, bind. torture kill. Yeah. He was a church elder in Kansas who was married with two kids. And they had no idea that he was BTK for like two oh, decades or something. So right. people want to hide stuff. They're going to hide stuff. So I'm not even... I don't know. Yeah. The idea of like, if you know, I don't know. I don't think you ever know anyone. I'm kind of cynical. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I, I agree with you. And that, and that's why I'm even saying like, it's a case by case basis. Like even the whole thesis of this movie. And, but I think relationships in general, like I, I think it really is because I've met plenty of people where sparks flew. You know, who's to say, who's to say? Who's to say? I just know yeah. I would never be a Chandler or a Monica or a Harry or a Sally. The only times I've attempted to date my friends was because I was in a very bad headspace and they kept asking me out. Right. Yeah. And then I would say yes. And 12 hours later I would take it back <laughs> and then their friendship would end. Right. So, you know what I, mean? I know that. Like, I mean, that is the, yeah. Cause it turns the out they were in one case in particular, this guy, I think was obsessed with me for 11 years. It was actually the, uh, when Harry met Sally timeline and, uh, he was creepy. He was like, I've been shaking on the plane to visit you every time I visit you and I can't get you out of my mind. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, um, shoot. What do I say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. And then that kind of ruins a friendship. That's the other part of that, you know, which yeah. is uh, a, a tough. And thing. oh boy, is there more to that story, but we'll save that for another time. Yeah. <laughs> so we're getting off topic back to when Harry met Sally. Yes. Okay. Something that I noticed is I did not like that the old dating tropes that were kind of in it, I wish they were less true currently, and I don't think that they are. Like, for instance, women are still trained to do most of the emotional labor, and we are at the mercy of what men want. I think we are living in a time where um, there's a lot of mixed signals for women who are single, and it's like, go after him, but don't. If he really wants you, he'll do it. Like that kind of stuff, yeah. which I actually kind of agree with a little bit. I I think men have not, I don't know. I don't even know which lane to pick, but I, as a woman, I can say I do way too much emotional labor in general, mm-hmm. romantically and platonically sometimes. And I feel like no matter who I am at the end of the day, men gatekeep. No matter how well I play anything or what I have to offer. Um, And I'm talking historically, but like, I don't know. It 
I watch a lot of my single friends just be at the mercy of like men deciding if they want to be with them or not. Yeah. And then they do all this emotional labor and I see it unfold on TikTok. Sometimes I mm-hmm. like to stay on a uh, single talk because it's pretty interesting, especially as a comedian trying to take the temperature pulse of culture currently and mm-hmm. writing. And I'm like, oh, I wish this was outdated. But I feel like Meg Ryan... I don't know. I forget what part I wrote that down in, but I just noticed she was, I felt was doing a lot of the emotional labor and especially after they slept together. Yeah. I mean, I know he eventually like was calling her all the time, but like he really ruined that. I didn't even understand that. I still, no matter how much I watch it, I'm like, why was he so freaked and couldn't really talk to her about it? Why did sex change? They talked about everything. They were so TMI. And then they finally have sex and he can't talk to her about it. Like that didn't read. That still doesn't read. I get like he was the prude. I yeah, that 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 was a little weird. Very weird, actually. Yeah, that almost didn't make sense. But I think. I mean, writing-wise, how else are you going to do it, I guess, in some ways? I guess you need Um, a conflict, but there could have been something else because I I feel like, because this is what I mean by emotional labor. Like, she was happy. She was willing to talk about it. She was willing to do whatever, and then he was just, within the span of a week, was already dating someone else, kind of. Like, and it it just, uh, I, I relate two aspects of just again this is what i mean just deciding being at the mercy of what the man's gonna do exactly and what their ego is gonna do specifically right so i was just very confused by that yeah i rarely like things that are like that where it's Mm -hmm. like all all of a sudden oh i'm very emotional so the first thing i'm gonna do is have sex with someone like that was kind of weird realistic to me either like why aren't they on her couch talking they went to her bedroom yeah and I then thought, they kissed. Yeah. I don't kiss my friends on the lips. Right. And that's how that, that started. Exactly. It was like, oh, and I love you, Peck. But I don't... Is that like... Did that die at Y2K at the new millennium? Because I feel like... I think so. My parents' friends maybe would do more kisses on the cheeks. Maybe yeah, lips sure. with some of their close friends when they'd say hello and goodbye. Yeah. But our generation doesn't do that. Not even close. We're Especially... Yeah, well, especially COVID, you know. But, like, even before that, I do... No, it just wouldn't happen like that. But you know what? I think it probably was more strange for Harry in a way because, like, and this will be the the guy's side of Mm -hmm. that, I guess. Uh, Growing up as a man, you're not supposed to... You're not supposed to display... Especially his generation in that movie. That's fair. Exactly. And I, and so I, I really think that, you know, he probably didn't want to do that, but he was like, whoa, so much is driven by like the, you know, the world that we're living in and stuff like that. And I I think at this time, as you know, as progressive as it was in in the 80s. In certain ways. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think there is those definitive male archetype roles being a byproduct of his time right yeah i didn't think about that that's a good point but i guess what i'm having trouble with at least in an idealistic sense right like because i hear the reality of it and i agree with it but too many women bank everything on mixed signals you know and it's like oh we slept together and he got cold but look when harry 
Harry and Sally got married eventually. So like he'll eventually come around because, you know, we use media to like represent our own lives. Mm -hmm. But if it's not fair representation, like I don't think most men that would sleep with their best friend and get cold about it. I don't think they'd actually be married to them in six months. I don't think that's realistic. So it's kind of like, this is why I have a love hate relationship with rom-coms and boy, will we get into the things of the things with some other movies that we have on deck, but it's, it's fairy tales that I don't think is grounded in reality. So yeah. even though I think you're completely right and this guy of this age would just have a uh-huh. meltdown potentially because he doesn't he's not used to using his words in this way uh, or identifying or calling out his feelings because he it was it's a set, uh, sorry it's a systemic thing in society mm-hmm. he was not trained to do it. I still think it's dangerous. Oh, it's, I, it's, I it's like not, it. it's not great. And that's why <laughs> th- that situation was the most uncomfy part. Yeah. On, on the whole thing. I, and yeah, and I, I really think, you know, again, it went against the whole thesis of, of mm-hmm. the whole thing. Cause I will say there are plenty of movies. There's one movie in particular of a large franchise that I really like that you could probably guess, but like, um, there's one movie in particular where you think that two main characters are absolutely going to get together or something. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Hmm. They're just doing their jobs. Hmm. They're, they're I fine. cannot guess what franchise this oh, is. Oh, okay. I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to ruin it. Oh, okay. Uh, we want to watch it. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Um, but, but I do... Honestly, I guess this kind of shows where I'm at, where, I mean, there's a reason why I haven't watched this movie and a lot of other rom-coms is because I don't like those, those fantasies kind of are, they're They're annoying. Yeah. I mean, I'll even, I'll even say, and no shade against them, but like my parents' relationship, they started dating in high school and like, it was like this mad, you know, and they've stayed together ever since. I'm almost like a perfectionist as far as right. like relations go. And I do feel like there's a lot of people like when they see these rom-coms, same thing. They it's like... Bad behavior. No, seriously. And it's hard to... I remember... Um, oh, God. This was a while ago. I went through a really brutal breakup. I dated this guy. I think it was for like for five months, maybe six or seven. But... It also, I started dating, it was the one time in my life that I started dating someone really quickly after another relationship ended. Usually I stay single for a little while, mm-hmm. but I was in this two-year relationship and we ran that into the ground. So it was a big life adjustment, but it wasn't a big heartbreak when it ended. And then I dated this other guy and we were super compatible and long story short, it blew up. And I remember I was just heartbroken and I'd been through so much over that past year that I was just like frayed kind of and... I was watching a rom-com and I don't remember what it was anymore, but I remember I wanted to throw my TV out the window because I'm like, that's not life. They do not come back. They do not admit when they're wrong. They do not, that life just doesn't send you a magical, if they do send you a magical new partner after a breakup, which kind of did happen to me, it's a lie. He's going to be gone in six months. Like it's just, yeah, rom-coms are not great sometimes. (laughs) But honestly, my favorite movie is a rom-com. Which one? Beginners. Oh, you keep talking about it, but I yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah. It's, it's a rom-com, but it's a very realistic rom-com. Love it. And, Love it. And like, where it's like, oh, sometimes you can't even put your finger on what went wrong and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, it's yeah. like there's, some things just don't work and some things last forever. So you can't really even... Sorry, this became date talk. 
I guess. But well, I, I guess think it's uh, kind yeah. of what the the movies do, though. They make you think yeah. about your real life experiences. And um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely a little private about like current stuff, but I have no problem talking about historic stuff because mm-hmm. I have perspective on it. So I can be like, yep. Exactly. Um, some other notes I just, just like drive by things that I thought were kind of funny were like, I've never been to a sophisticated party like the New Year's parties that they kept going to. Oh, like, right. Did that yeah. also die at the turn of the century? Like fancy, everyone's in like cocktail, if not like prom attire, right. dancing, like d- adults dancing I at, at a party at someone's crazy Tribeca loft or wherever the hell they are. Right. Like I've, I'm like, I've never. It's a yuppie thing. I think that's like the end. So it doesn't exist anymore. I think of it. I've been to like work parties like that, but like never. Do they dance though like that? No, they don't really dance, I guess. Um, I thought so much of adulthood would be dinner parties and dancing parties right. or just dancing in general and not at douchebag clubs where people grind, but mm-hmm. like places to actually waltz maybe or just sure. slow dance. I don't know. And like a lot of 80s and 90s movies made that seem like that would be the case and i don't think yeah. that exists <laughs> no i don't think it exists either did like, it exist I think, in the 80s <laughs> i think for certain circles like different tiers of society probably it still does exist my parents threw a lot of parties but it was people drinking and talking i don't remember them um, ever dancing i so yeah no i i think it still happens but i don't think anyone who's cool does them like i don't i don't think that they're that cool i have dinner party i i mean not recently but mm-hmm. like but nothing any nothing super formal because like why like why am i because i feel like if i'm i will admit i do like a good themed party and i do like people to dress on point but i don't like putting that emotion or putting that labor on people yeah like hey that's that's a good point guess what you have to dress up real nice get fit into that suit or whatever i think just regular backyard parties are just the the way to go i've become more that way i used to be very into theme parties but i mean i'm in comedy now Mm -hmm. so i'm always in costume especially when i'm doing sketch comedy or character-based comedy or you're acting somewhere Mm -hmm. so i like wearing my civilian clothes as much as possible and halloween i guess halloween parties are still yeah but whatever i i think that there's um yeah i think that it doesn't seem fun i i would not want to go i i like if somebody i would want to go if i had like a romantic partner but it sounds miserable if you're single like you know and that's the thing too because at the first new year's party harry and sally i want to call them when harry met sally but harry and sally they're dancing they're like yeah and they're slow dancing cheek to cheek and they're holding hands walking outside and again i don't do that with my friends for good reason so i think maybe this is kind of like i don't maybe at that time it didn't even exist either because i think this is kind of just a prompt like it's i mean it's you have to have the dance to right catalyst have the cheek to cheek moment have the fred and ginger moment exactly And I don't, I don't, I just in general don't think it's that common. Maybe in New York, I don't know. I know people from New York, but like I do too. I grew up going to New York all the time too. I had family there, and I had friends that lived there when I was a young adult, and it it just wasn't like that. <laughs> not that I saw, not that I'm a New Yorker, but right. I felt like I had a good front row seat a lot of the time. And yeah, maybe we should bring it back. Eh, 
Sounds like a lot of pressure and sounds, sounds like, like it's going to be really miserable for a lot of people. So I, I, I'm going to decline. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. I, I, I would rather a theme party. Yeah. D- dress as your favorite David Bowie or whatever. Done. Like, Done. But yeah, any other notes? Uh, um, let's see. Did they have two lines in the bedroom? The infamous scene where they're both on. Uh, Bruno Kirby and Carrie Fisher are on the phone with uh, Meg and oh. Billy Crystal. It's. I know that people could have two lines in a house, two landlines, but they had two. They were talking on landline. They both had a telephone on their bedstand. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was a different line, hence they could get through. So it's like, did Carrie Fisher? And Bruno Kirby have two lines put into the bedroom so they could both talk in the bedroom. Like, think about wow. that. Yeah, the logistics L- of that is yeah. very funny. It's a brilliant scene. I'm yeah. not mad at it. This is a little bitch eating crackers, like kind of just mm-hmm. like nitpicking. But right. I'm like, like for some reason that dinged for me this time, probably because I can't remember the last time I saw a landline like, mm-hmm. at this point. And because I don't know when I saw this movie last. So it was probably five to ten years ago. And I was just like... They had two lines put in the but, bedroom. But maybe, I mean, but like, I mean, now it's like not that hard to think of because everybody has cell phones. Everywhere we go. But I mean, maybe that's kind of a testament to the kind of relationship that they had. And and I, because I, 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 I did note that. I mean, because they're, they are both very, still a very independent. Yeah, not, yeah. You know, not being super. It's just so funny that the yeah. two lines were in the bedroom. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, not like an office, one's in the yeah. office. Because we had two lines because my dad worked out of the house. Sure. But the second line was, I think, only upstairs in his office. Yeah. I don't think it. I don't know. Maybe, you know what? Maybe there was a switcher as well. No, I, I like an extension. Know. I don't know. But that would be kind of crazy too. Okay, never mind. They would have to have I a just think it's though. funny. I just, yeah. I couldn't let that go. Uh, we already talked about these things. And then, uh, yeah, I think that was all my notes. What about you? Did you have any other things you wanted to talk about or any other just uh, nitty gritty or grand I, scheme of things? I like the fall bits. Yeah. I, like I, them walking around. Yes. In it's the a very fall, fall yeah. movie. I yeah. I really do like that about it. There's yeah. rarely any movies that really kind of uh, um, respect fall. Especially in New York, yeah. which is a very pretty. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, I knew New, New England is like where you should do fall, but I feel like New York is arguably better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I've never been there during the fall. I've only been there mm. in the heat so of yeah. summer yeah and you don't like heat. Um, <laughs> which is not great i like that's one of the new york's biggest export for me is fall yeah. i've never been there during there but like i do like seeing it so it was nice to see i, I really like that um and yeah ultimately i thought it was very funny there's a lot of good jokes in it mm-hmm. and and terrifically acted by oh, everyone yeah. across the board yeah even the even the guy who played joe um yeah the first like Oh yeah, grade A like, kind of like, mm-hmm. assholey. Not yeah. assholey, but not assholey. We're not supposed thing. to like him, but we're not supposed to think he's the worst. He's not. It was perfectly cast, perfectly played. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which reminds me too, I loved, loved, loved as a seventeen-year-old, and now as a pretend fifty-three-year-old because I lie about my age in Hollywood because mm-hmm. all women do. Uh, I love that when she gets upset when he's getting married it's not that she wants to be his wife she wants to be chosen yeah 
I think, I don't know if that's a human thing or a woman thing, but I've been there before where you, you think that someone and you were on the same level or whatever. And then you find out that they treat someone better and you're like, Oh, they really weren't that into me. I wasn't special. I wasn't lovable, whatever it may or may not be. And it sounds petty, but I don't think it is. You can be cool with a relationship ending and not miss that person, but still be hurt by circumstances. Oh, for sure. And I don't think that's shown enough in TV or movies. And I think people are too quick to be like, oh, see, she was secretly in love or in other similar situations. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not what this is. No. And it could be, it could be about the worst person in your life. But it's what they represent. And it's probably a core issue. Mm -hmm. You know, like she probably wasn't chosen a lot. As a youngster, maybe by your parents, maybe by boys in school, I don't know. But like, that's just such a relatable. I feel like half the times I get upset about anyone, platonic, romantic, professional, it's like what they represent. It's right. not even about them. Yeah. It's what tr- they're doing that's triggering me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of. <laughs> that's always when you find out people like you is when you start dating someone mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh my God, you're dating that person? I really like. And it's like, wait, what? Like, I had zero idea. Like, oh, I don't know if I've had that. <laughs> I've had that happen to me several times, which is kind of. Uh, probably is like, you know, part of me being me I, I feel like that has happened to me numerous times yeah. and it's like i started dating someone and all of a sudden mm-hmm. out of the woodworks like it's just oh, it's just the weirdest strangest thing yeah. and um i'm like i'm so sorry <laughs> i don't know what to tell you but yeah ex- exactly it, it really kind of it's a, yeah it's not about that person it's really about where where you are and 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 you know and it any of those bad feelings that you have about yourself, it just gets so, yeah, with any of the news like that kind of like extends it. Yeah. Especially in this day and age where you see it because of social media, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it's like, or you could find out stuff you're not even looking to find out. Like, because uh, I think we we live in such a comparative culture now, oh not just God. romantically. It could be about jobs. It could be about people's vacations, like anything. And so mm-hmm. it's not that you want their life. You just wish your life was more together and looked better. And yeah. you had more of what they seem to have, but probably don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So that still felt pretty timeless to me. Yeah. Um, but so you did like it, despite that there's some grievances. It's definitely sure. a product of its time you, mm-hmm. you liked when harry met sally i liked it i i think it's because i really like billy crystal we're both yeah. fans of, of billy crystal mm-hmm. we actually i think like the time before we started watching this we watched <laughs> battle of the network stars uh where billy crystal uh was like running and yeah jumping he was and stuff. kind was of very a stud fun. actually yeah. uh he's very athletic. i didn't i was skeptical when clark put that on for uh his roommate and me, but boy, did joke was on both of us because we got hooked. We couldn't stop watching. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Uh, this 1970s, it's like because I was talking about the challenge because I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with the challenge. And if uh, you want, I'm going to do a shameless plug, but uh, I have a TikTok where I watch the challenge. It's called really underscore challenging underscore underscore sorry world because uh, I also sometimes talk about the real world. I was talking with uh, 
you guys about it and you're like oh it sounds like the 70s thing yeah <laughs> and it is like all these like uh Mackenzie phillips and yeah. um, um penny marshall penny marshall and, like, yeah uh <laughs> swimming and canoeing and running yeah. and and linda carter was, was yeah. Like, yeah yeah they had it's like pretty weirdly addicting it's yeah. pretty great uh and billy crystal was there and he was a cutie which also yeah. reminds me of a fact i also found out about this Billy Crystal was 40 when this movie filmed. Meg Ryan was 28. That's, I, I, I think that was most apparent, especially when they're supposed to be college age. Yeah, he looked 30. Yeah. Best case scenario. She looked pretty young, but. Because, like, even when I was a youngster, I was like, oh, that's, like, an older dude. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so funny. I didn't. I didn't know he was that old. I thought he was in his thirty. I mean, I he's, he's very young. Too. Yeah. No. No. He's not like yeah. haggard or anything no, like that. No. Uh, he's actually aged very well. Like I've seen him recently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he. Uh, yeah. When I found out how egregious that age difference was, I was like, eh, don't like right. it because I'm sick of the man always being a thousand years older than the female lead. Like I'm very over that. So oh, yeah, I, I think things are getting, I think so too. Sure. But I was like, I thought they were like five years apart. I didn't realize they were 12 years apart. That, yeah. I, I, I personally thought it would have been like, cause I thought he, I thought he was maybe in his like mid to early thirties. That's what I thought too. Yeah. And she was either late twenties or very early thirties. Yeah. Cause yeah. you can't totally tell cause they make them look young and then they age them up. But also, what's interesting about that, too, is, like, I haven't seen Meg Ryan in a long time. Yeah. So, like, I think I have nothing to compare it to now and stuff, right, you know. Right, So, yeah. Oh, weird. But, but yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I mean, what did you think about seeing it the second time? I, I, or, or I mean, I think I probably said everything. Like, a couple things sort of stood out to me in a 2022 lens, you know, mm-hmm. like, the stuff we've already covered. Like, just, oh, the we haven't talked about how neurotic she is and how he acts like that's a character right. fault that drove me crazy because I hate it. And I've actually watched a lot of media in recent years. Uh, there's this really great YouTube channel called the take where they break down certain character archetypes or other cliches in movies or t- TV and what they represent. And they've talked about this character before. And it's like, what's wrong with a woman knowing what she wants? Right. There's nothing wrong with it. The fact that it's like you have to either be the cool girl, the fun girl, the go with the flow girl, or you're a neurotic shrew and it's no wonder people don't like you. Right. That's annoying because she's not high maintenance. She just wants her. It's literally just the food. Right. That she's weird about. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. She's not like, oh, buy me Gucci. That's high maintenance to me. Yeah, high maintenance is... Not I want ketchup on the side. Having to... And I think she's very agreeable. I think, you know, yeah, she doesn't, I mean, she'll make scenes, but I think that that's kind of, that's definitely the charm too. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think of that as being high maintenance. I, I thought that was kind of, it just feels gaslighty. Cause like you hear stuff like, um, men love confident women who know what they want. But then you have Billy Crystal being like, you're the worst kind of woman. You're high maintenance who thinks you're low maintenance. And it's oh, like, wow. yeah. but she was assertive enough to know who she she didn't think she had a problem because she really kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. She, like you said, she was a pretty agreeable, nice, yeah. smart uh, More human. More agreeable than him. I mean, yeah, him yeah. So, so that, like, especially the older I get and the more I have learned to just feel okay about being stuck in my ways with certain things. Like, obviously, you want to be flexible and you want to grow. But 
I can be a little like Sally at restaurants. I'm not a picky eater, but oh. I'm a selective eater. I don't like to eat things the way I don't like to eat them. And yeah. I'm a big fan of on the side because I like For to sure. dip or not have things get soggy. And I don't want to uh, be made fun of for that or think that that's a yeah. character fault line when I'm perfectly lovely in other ways. Like, let me have the way I want it. Like, right. that's fine. As long as you're not rude. I, yes, I, yes. I will say, like, the way that she was saying it was very matter of... It was, of, it was overly little, complicated. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I do feel like the way she was talking to the way... Personally... That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Personally, that's the part that I found this... Especially when yeah. they were on the road trip. Yeah. I think that was the, the worst diner. one because yeah. she was like, I will have this, but if that's not there, substitute this. Yeah. And if that's there, then on the side. But if not that, then substitute. Like that would have been just hard to follow. Yeah. That's and not self-aware and that's not yeah. a good thing. So I well, agree Also with order something out. Like right. for me, I'm just allergic. Just get chicken fingers and fries. It's easy. I'm allergic yeah. to everything, yeah. but I know what to get to yes. where I don't have to be like, Hey, could you take out the star anise and then like, well, yeah. And I appreciate that about you because I know other people that are allergic to things and they get, and I understand you have to be assertive, but they get snooty about yeah. it. Like they talk down to waiters if, about it and I'm like, Ooh, I'm get, embarrassed. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to. If I get this, I'm, I'm sending it back. Oh, that's one of my biggest turnoffs is anybody being rude to wait staff. So like, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of the principle of her being high maintenance, right. didn't yeah. love how that was fleshed out. Yeah. Did not love that. Especially since he's such a grump and that only right. gets called out once, I think. Yeah. And they're all going to dinner parties. Everybody's high maintenance then in, I know. in that case. Yeah. The people putting on that. Yeah. I, I, they're going to the yeah. Met. They're going to, uh, like they have a bougie New York lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. They're he's not Joe Schmo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So I, I think, uh, yeah, I think I, I, I've never liked that term, high maintenance mm-hmm. or low maintenance. And it's very limited. nobody's a car. Yes. I mean, oh, unless you're, you're a car, you know. I, I used to be a car. Oh, I never told you. Okay. I, never, I was a pickup truck, but no. I'm, wow, yeah, a pickup truck. I know I it's a little bit of a curveball, a little but... bit of a curveball, but no one ever sees it coming. Yeah, I would have thought, you know, probably like a. Oh like boy, a, here like, we go. I, no, no. I I was gonna say, you know, like a white van or something. No, um, a van so I can kidnap children. Exactly. Yeah. Because you got creepy fast. I'm my so fault. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was my but fault. I was, I was like, I'll take that candy. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Low hanging fruit. Let's go. Let's make me creepy. Um, but yeah, that yeah. was. I think. I, I think that was my only. Yeah. Thing that we didn't talk about. Everything else we talked about. Yeah. And I uh, I like the soundtrack. Harry Connick Jr. did the soundtrack. It's so classy. It's, yeah very timeless yeah because if they used like 80s synthesizers it would not have had the same effect that's what i was gonna say like i think that they solos and pop songs right i i think that kind of made it a little bit more timeless which Uh it's weird because it is very timely but like um it's why we're still talking about it 30 years later a lot of the aesthetics they chose are timeless yeah which I, i i thought was nice uh it added to the fall, the autumnness of it. What so. did you think of the couples uh, talking to the camera? Oh, we haven't really talked was, about that. Because yeah, that's that. something that's parodied a lot, and that's something that my puppets have done with humans. They've like sure. told the story of how they met, that. but it's very dysfunctional. Well, there's also the improv. Um, that's an opening in improv where you, oh, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the two people sit down, they talk about their relationship and stuff. So I, 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 yeah. I, I love that opening actually. Yeah, uh, I think it's get, cute. I think it's cute. Yeah, not to get too too much into improv, but um, like I, yeah, no, I, I like that. 
I liked how it was like different situations and it, and it always is kind of funny to hear like old stories about people getting together. Yeah. Oh, I just went to her work every day until <laughs> she said she'll I go out with me. Rode the elevator, eight extra floors. Floors, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, that's... But some of it was really cute too though. Like the woman that was like, I thought that he was crossing the room to talk to my friend, blah, 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 because people were always crossing the room to talk to my friend, blah, blah, blah. But he was talking to me. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's goals for everyone. I think most yeah. people can relate to that. That's yeah, sweet. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, it shows it just cute. takes one. Mm-hmm. It just takes one. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, I thought that was cute. But I mean, and but then also like kind of like, you know, um, I, I feel like if that was a choice before, they already knew what the ending was going to be. I think having that at mm. the end, like that was a good bookend, you know. With the Maybe. I do feel like they did change route mid-filming. That's mm-hmm. the urban legend with it, though. Um, it's, I, I don't know. Now I'm curious about what they would have done because it was pretty seamless how they fit Harry and Sally yeah. into it. Um, I don't know. I wonder if they would have had a different outro yeah exit interview if you will yeah like, i don't know or they would have showed who they would have ended up with or right yeah I, interesting. I mean like uh but i do i i do like it i also can't um i mean obviously it wasn't i guess maybe shot but like i wonder i i really do wonder what the original draft was maybe I'll yeah. Look it up later. yeah what did yeah. you think was going to happen before we wrap up like did you think that they were going to end up together or i thought they were all going to die no, I'm just kidding. I, I was like, you're joking, but I'm going to let you have But it. No, I, um, that's the way most of the movies I watch end. So, um, that's how life but ends. Like, yeah, 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 it's true. Um, no, I thought that, um, I thought they were going to end up together. Yeah. And I do think people would have gotten, I do confidently think that people would have been in revolt if they didn't get together. Because I'm thinking about that movie okay it's a star wars movie mm-hmm. but like where some characters mm-hmm. like two characters didn't get together and they're like oh my god <sighs> well we're not we're trained just, especially yeah. in the 80s to not have happy endings or like mm-hmm. seamless endings right. if you will um so i think you're right but i, I wonder how much this would yeah. be in culture if they didn't get together but we all yeah i was gonna mention another movie but that's gonna oh, mess okay. something up yeah okay okay but yeah Good stuff. So this yeah. was a pretty successful yes. first. Let's finally watch it because yes. I'm not hating it upon a rewatch, and you liked it upon a first watch. So I this went yeah. pretty well. So. Better, I mean, better than some movies that we're gonna. Yeah, get we've to, uh, so. we've already seen Avatar and Wizard of Oz, and boy, do we not like one of them. But yes, we'll get yeah. there when we get there. So yes, exactly. so keep listening. Please keep listening, subscribe, review, all that jazz. We have a TikTok, Let's Finally Watch It, plus Mm -hmm. a YouTube, plus all the places podcasts are found. I am Lauren Blair Donovan. You can find me on most social media at Blairosaurus Rex because I'm a dinosaur. Oh, that's a a a pickup truck to human uh, dinosaur kind of hybrid, you know? It mostly comes out when I run. I run like a T-Rex. Yeah, your in- reincarnations are very interesting. Um, I'm very uh, just across the map, yes. Um, and then, yeah, I'm Clark Knez, and you can find me on social media, uh, other Clarksy or Clarksy, C-L-A-R-X-Y. It's going to be written down. 
who Just has my friends who has too. ever who has ever typed anything in we're gonna have something that you can clark canez lauren blair donovan we got unusual names it exactly. is what it is yes <laughs> but anyways thank you guys for listening thank you. and watching we'll talk to you next time when we're watching another movie again yeah bye bye, bye. Thank you.